Okay, good afternoon, everybody. Um, Shavua Tov, Chodesh Tov, Baruch Hashem. We are now between Purim and Pesach, and we are starting Be'ezrat Hashem, Be'sha'a the seventh volume of Hilchot Nida, the final volume in Yeradeh um, of the Tzurba Merabanan series. And uh, just want to thank the Grauer family, uh, Rabbi Grauer, uh, and his wife for sponsoring this uh, this volume, and of course the patrons of the entire series, uh, Michael and Marsha Lex and their family in Toronto. So yeshakach to all of them for allowing us to discuss Hilchot Nida, which is uh, a critical a critical pillar of the Jewish family, um, and the halachot are very intricate and are very severe. We're talking about a possible is so carried as we'll see. And nevertheless, um, it's generally uh, sidelined. Uh, I suppose one possibility is because of the intimate nature of the of these halachot. The second possibility is that, well, the husband thinks that the wife knows the halachot, so he doesn't have to focus on it. And the wife uh, is relying on her husband, but she didn't really learn it properly. So um, it's really important that we go through the fundamentals of Hilchot uh, Nida, and that's what we're going to be doing over the next few um, shirim. But today's shir is basically giving us the critical understanding of uh, of what Hilchot Nida is all about. So, so let's begin. I'm going to skip the Darketara. Darketara is just uh, highlighting the need for learning it and why sometimes uh, it is sidelined. So, to clarify and I'll say it outside, there are two laws of a woman becoming impure from the Torah. The one is when she sees blood and she's called, uh, we're going to call that her menstrual cycle, and that makes her impure. When I say impure, we're talking about impure, both in terms of touching objects that would uh, make those objects impure when the times of uh, the the Beit HaMikdash, this was uh, of critical importance. Today, this is less critical. Uh, the second uh, branch of that impurity is prohibiting her from having relations with her husband. So that obviously still applies uh, in today's times. So the first state of impurity is something called the nida, her menstrual cycle. The second law of impurity is something called a zava. Zava is not just for a woman, a zava is also for a man. However, we're going to focus on the laws of ziva for a woman and try and understand what is the distinction between the laws of nida and the laws of ziva. So let's see what the Torah says in Vayikra Tetvav Yutet. When a woman has a discharge and it comes through her flesh, right, a discharge of blood, for seven days she will be in her nida status. And anyone who touches her will become impure. That's what I was talking about in the times of the Beit HaMikdash. The last part of that Pasuk is less critical. We're not going to focus on it uh, right now. But the Torah is telling me that the Nida, the person who sees blood, the woman who sees blood, her, her status of impurity lasts for seven days. At the end of the seven days, even if she was seeing blood for an entire seven days, 
the night of the eighth, she can go to the mikveh and she becomes tahor. On the other hand, the Torah in Vayikra Tetvav Chafhei, uh, a few psukim later says, V'yisha ki azov zov dama yamim rabim belo eit nidata. A woman who sees blood for yamim rabim. Now that, that is a critical phrase over here. Obviously every word in the Torah is, is critical, but we're learning out from each word over here, different halachot. What is yamim rabim? For many days, belo eit nidata, she sees blood not at the time of a menstrual cycle, or kitazuv al nidata, right? Or she basically has a discharge after, basically as a continuation of her menstrual uh, cycle, after the menstrual cycle. Kime nidata tietmea, she will be tame, i.e., both in terms of to her husband and in terms of uh, touching objects. Now, when she stops seeing blood, the safrala shivat yamim vachar titar. Here she has to count seven days, and I'll add in just just for for clarification, seven clean days, i.e., seven days without seeing blood, vachar titar. And afterwards, she can then go to the mikveh and start the uh, the process. So, what are the distinguishing factors between a nida and a uh, and a zava. A nida is number, firstly, it's the menstrual cycle. And the Torah puts a limit on it. A woman sees for seven days she's considered a nida, and after that seven days she becomes tohora. Uh, uh, obviously, she has to go to the mikvah, but that's when it ends. Now, obviously, if she has to cease seeing blood, on the seventh day, she can't go to the mikvah while she's still seeing blood. But according to the Torah, there's no obligation for her to count seven clean days. It's seven day period. In theory, she could see uh, blood from day one to day seven. Let's say uh, an hour before sunset, she stops seeing uh, blood. She she uh, clear. We we she she does a check, so she's clean. That night. She can go to the mikvah, even though she was seeing blood an hour before. But she did a check. She stopped seeing blood. She can go to the mikvah that night. Shalom al Yisrael. That is the halacha of a nida. The halacha of a zava is, number one, she's seeing not at the time of her menstrual cycle. So we're going to have to understand what is that it's seeing not at the time of a menstrual cycle. But let's assume it's not at the time of the menstrual cycle. And then what happens? She sees for yamim rabim. Remember, that was the phrase in the in the Gemara. That is three days. We're not going to go through all the limudim, how the Gemara got to it. But basically, if she sees for three days, she now has to count seven clean days. And only then can she go to the mikveh. And not only that, the day, the, the, the day after, i.e. after seven clean days, that she can go to the mikveh. And the next day, on the eighth day, she has to actually bring a korban. So um, that is a very different uh necessity number one she only becomes a zava what we call a zavagdola after seeing for three days if she saw less than yamim rabim she's not a zava and therefore the obligation to count seven clean days doesn't exist okay what if she only saw for one day or for two days that is called in halakha a zava ktana zava ktana means basically 
We're not sure what her status is. She has to check the next day that she doesn't see blood, what's called in halakha, shomerit yom keneged yom. And if she didn't see blood for 24 hours, there's really nothing Nothing needs to be done, i.e. carry on as, as usual. So, says the Gemara, now that we know the halachot of a nida and the halachot of a zava, what's the difference? The only difference is when she saw the blood. It's the same blood coming from the uterus. It's the same, same blood. It's just a question of timing. And the Gemara in Masechet Nida, Ein Bet, Amud Bet, says, Chatsi log shemen latoda, the amount of oil needed for the korban toda, veraviit yain lanazi, and the amount of wine needed for the Nazarite korban, vechalasar yom shebein nida lanida, and 11 days between the menstrual cycle, between two menstrual cycles, that's very important. So, so what do we see? We see that the Gemara tells us that there is really an 18-day cycle. Why is it an 18-day cycle? A woman sees, uh, let's just call it the first of the month, okay, day one. We said that she's a nidah for seven days. After the, after seven days, then she now starts her 11 clean days, her 11 days that she is not meant to be a nidah. So her cycle is really an 18-day cycle. If she sees from day one to day seven, that's nidah. If she sees from day eight to day, uh, to day 18, right, that would be uh, that would be a problem of possibly zavagdola, depending if she saw for one day, two days, or three days. We said that if she only sees for one or two days, nishkafelach, she just has to check that she's not continuing. But if she sees for three consecutive days, now she becomes what's called a zavagdola, and now the obligation, the safrala, shivat yamim, of counting seven clean days kicks in, right? So based on that, Based on that, she would have to count seven clean days. So this is a huge halachalamaisenafgamina. Whether a woman sees during her nidah days or whether she sees during her seven, 11 clean days, because the obligation of her having seven clean days doesn't exist in Hilchot Nida. It's a very important uh, understanding that we have to clarify. The concept of seven clean days does not exist in Hilchot Nida. It exists in Hilchot Ziva, obviously on a, on a Torah level. Okay, so that's just a summary over here. You can see it over here. The Zava must count seven clean days, known as Shiva Nakim, right? The seven clean days, Shiva Nakim. And she also has to bring a, a Korban. Uh, following the 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 uh, the uh, her being a zava, and after that she can also then go into the Beit Hamikdash. There are a few limitations that a zava woman has that a nida woman doesn't have. Okay. Um, so now, um, okay. This just this all, all is just going through it and explaining everything that I explained outside. It's it's uh, it's going through it uh, more in depth now. We have seen that according to the Torah, there's a huge halachic ramification whether a woman is a nida or whether she is a zava. 
However, the Gemara in Masech Nida Samach Vav tells us the Takana of Rebbe. Rabbi Yudha Nasi, the uh, author of the Mishnah, tells us, I'm Rabbi Yosef, I'm Rabbi Yudha, I'm Hitkin Rabbi Besadot. Rebbe, Rabbi Yudha Nasi, instituted a Takana in the fields. Now, what does the fields mean? The fields, Lichora, are places that there were no or people did not know the halakha, or there was a certain level of um, ignorance amongst the general population, including the woman. And therefore, this distinction between the, the nida and the zava, which we saw has a huge distinction, was not well known by many people in these places. So what did Rebbe Institute? He instituted the following halacha. Ra'ata yom echad. If a woman sees for one day, Rebbe said, we're going to be machmir for both possibilities. Machmir that she's a nida and machmir that she's a zava. Now, if she only saw for one day, let's look at it from the ziva point of view. Ziva, all she needs to do is wait one more day, right? Because she's a zavaktana, so just wait one more day and then shalom Yisrael. However, if this if this is during her time period of day one to seven, i.e., this when she saw for one day, that was really during her nida cycle, right? So she would have to wait another six days. So that's what Rebbe said. I.e., comes along Rebbe and tells me, don't. Make I don't care whether she sees it from day one to seven or from day eight to day 18. We are going to standardize things so that women don't get confused. If she sees for one day, we have to be machmer that this is part of her nida cycle, and therefore she has to wait another six days. Shnaim, one is if she sees for two consecutive days. So again, in terms of Hilchot Zava, she just has to wait another 24 hours. But here Rebbe said again, she, we worry that this blood is a nida blood. Teshev shisha vehain. Here Rebbe says she has to wait six days over and above the two days that she's seen. Now the question is why? If we said nida, sachakol is seven days. So even if she saw for two days and you want to be machmir and say, top, this is nida blood. So just add another five days. Why did Rebbe say that we actually have to add two days plus six days. And the answer is because the first day, maybe the first day was actually ziva blood, for example. And the second day was the beginning of her nida cycle, in which case she still needs another six days. That's just one example of, of, of or, or perhaps the first day wasn't really a mare of dam. So she thought it was the beginning of her Nida uh, cycle, but it really wasn't because it was it was tahor. So for all of these possibilities, that that the truth is, we the first day is not counted, so she still has to wait six days, even after seeing two days, i.e., a total of eight days. And then it says, then shlosha, but if she sees for three consecutive days, now if we were to say top, she's a nida, so all she'd have to do is wait four more days and then go to the mikvah. But here we have to be concerned that the blood that she's seeing is not nida blood, but it is 
Zavablat. And therefore, Teshev Shiva Nekiim. She now has to wait seven clean days before she can go to the mikvah. So that is the Khumra of Rebbe. Sorry, not the Khumra, the Takana of Rebbe, that because of places where we are concerned that women didn't know the distinction between Nida and Zava. Not sorry, that's an incorrect uh, phrase. Because Rebbe was worried that women would get mixed up between the timing of the seven days and the 11 days. Or even if they knew the timing, they might not be, be so uh, clear as to the halachot. For all of these reasons, we standardized it. Now, according to Rebbe, according to Rebbe, if a woman just saw for one day blood, she would not have to wait seven clean days because all we the the maximum khumra that we could do say is that if she's a zava she just has to wait 24 hours to see that she's not continuing to see blood and if she's a nida she has to wait six more days but no obligation that they have to be clean days that was the opinion of um that is the takana of rebi rashi over here uh, explains to us well let's just read it inside because Rashi does a, a better way of explaining it than me. So let's, let's see it inside. Besadot, makom she'en sham b'nei Torah. It's a place where there were no tamidah chachamim. Ve'enan yodot limnot petach nidotan. And the woman did not know to properly calculate the cycles of the 1 to 7 and the 8 to 18. Matayin yemei nida, matayin yemei zov. So because of that, it's not that, it, it, it's just causing confusion. Women, we're not sure if this is their Nida's time or their Zava time. Because of that, we want to, we want to take all the Khumras into possibility. That's if she saw for one day. Shnaim says Rashi, why? The first day was Zava blood. And therefore, you cannot say, Tov, I just need five more days. You need two days plus another six days. Okay, fine. Um, and then he says, But if she sees for three days, in that case, if it was during her ziva cycle, she would need seven clean days. Since we're concerned that possibly she's now in her 11 days, so therefore she has to wait for seven, uh, um, seven clean days. Now, here comes the famous Chumra de Rabbi Zaira. It's actually not so fair. We we label this Khumra on Rabbi Zaira, but it's really not Rabbi Zaira. As the Gemara says, I'm my Rabbi Zaira. Rabbi Zaira is just the or is just informing us of the Khumra. Benot Yisrael, the daughters of Israel accepted upon themselves a Khumra, that what? Even if they see a drop of blood just the size of a mustard seed, very small, they would have to wait seven clean days. Now the question, now this is, uh, uh, Rabbi Zaira is approximately 100 years after Rebbe, and this was not the Takan of Rebbe, because according to Rebbe, if a woman would see for one day, 
all she would have to wait was another six days, but not necessarily would they have to be uh, um, clean days. Here, according to Rabbi Zaira, even if she saw for one day, now we said one day, even if you assume we're going to be Mahmir and that she's a Zava, okay? But a Zava, she's a Zava Katana. We said, the Torah said, Yamim Rabim. She has to be seen during her Yamei Ziva, Yamim Rabim, for, for, for many days. And we saw many days, minimum three consecutive days, in order to turn her into a Zavag Dola, which would obligate seven Shevenikim. So the question is, why did Benot Israel be machmer on themselves? If they only saw for one day that they would need to, that they would need to um, uh, consider themselves like a Zavagdola and wait seven clean days. So there, there, there are many reasons given, different reasons given by the Rishonim. I'll, I'll give one reason. And the one reason is as follows. Let's say a woman saw for three consecutive days. So now we're assuming that she's a Zavagdola. She counts one clean day, two clean days. She's on a fifth clean day and she sees a drop of blood. How many days now does she have to count? She has to start again. She has to count another seven clean days. So we see that there is a time that if a woman sees for one day, she would have to, she would have to wait seven clean days. So say the Rishonim, why did Benot Yisrael be machmir on themselves? To standardize it. Because since there is a case where a woman sees for one day, she would have to wait seven clean days. So we, that's like the worst case scenario. So that is the standard practice. A woman sees for one day, she has to wait seven clean days. There are other explanations of the Rishonim for the, for the, for the Humrah of, of Rabbi Zaira, but for our purposes, that's just, we just gave one explanation. And the point is, is that this is became Halacha Lamaise. The tour explains uh, the Gemara, the Gemara in, in, in Shabbat, uh, sorry, in Brachot, uh, discusses how a person should go into davening. So one of the things how a person should go into davening um, uh, is that a person should shouldn't go into davening with a whole pilpul in his in his brain. He's preparing a shear. Rather, he should go through halachah sukkah. He should you know re review halachot that are standardized without machloket. And what is the example that the Gemara gives? Because this was accepted by all of Klal Israel. No one, no, you know, it's not a machloket, Svaridim Ashkenazim, Goinim Rishonim. Everyone was makabel. This din, din of the Gemara, that all of Klal Israel accepted upon themselves. If a woman sees for one, one day, she has to wait Shevan Akim. And the tour says this is Siman Kufpei Gimel. Right, due to all the oppressions of the of the exile, there was a concern that people would get confused and come to sin regarding a prohibition of Hilchot Nida, Hilchot Zava, which is an Isodoraita, Perhaps a woman would see for six days Right during her nida cycle, we are called dam tahor, and that is all dam tahor. Now, what it means, dam tahor, means that it's it's a nida. You don't need any seven clean days, right? But on the seventh day, now she sees. But really, this is ziva blood. 
she thinks, okay, I'm just going to I'm going to go tonight to the mikvah, but she doesn't realize that she needs another seven uh, uh, clean days, and therefore he chemiru letamei And this is the 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 they were machmir to say. In such a case, anything becomes tamik. Even if she sees a drop of blood, so here you have the tour giving another reason or another possibility of how a confusion could come about, even if a woman saw for one day, in theory, she would have to see. Uh, wait seven clean days. So because of all of these uh, confusions, that became halacha lamaise accepted by all of Klan Israel. That even if a woman sees, and here the Shulchan Aruch says this in Kuf Gimel, a woman who sees blood from her uterus, is impure, even if she just sees literally no more than a volume of blood the size of a mustard seed, she has to wait seven clean days as if she was a Zava Gdola. Meaning, today our standard halacha is really more Hilchot Ziva than Hilchot Nida. That really we view any woman that sees blood as a as a need as a zavagdola, and that's why she needs seven clean days. Now, obviously, the seven clean days only start after she's stopped seeing blood. Right? So, if a woman seeing has a cycle of of five days of seeing blood, and then she stops, she would have to wait another seven clean days. If a woman sees for seven days, she would have to wait another seven days. Okay, that is the Standard accepted halachalamaise um, obligations. Top the dark etara just uh, summarizes it, so I'm going to uh, I'm going to skip the dark etara, and I'm going to move on to something else. Up until now, we have been saying that a woman who sees blood is tame, and uh, whether it's a nida blood or it's a zava blood, the only uh, condition for her becoming a nida or a zava is that she's there's blood from the uterus. However, we'll see that there's a, a second requirement for in order for her to be tame tmea midoraita. And what is this? Famous Gemara in Masechet Nida Nun Zain Amar Shmuel Badka Karka Olam So a woman checks the ground. Obviously, there's no there's no blood on the ground, and then she sits on the ground. And after she gets up, she sees there's blood on the ground. So Mistoma, she checked it a minute ago, and it was clean. She then sat down. Then she gets up, and there's blood on the ground. Mistoma, where did the blood come from? From her. Salichora, she's tame, nida, zava, whatever it is. Says Shmuel, tohora, she is tahor. Why is she tahor? Now I'll add in the words mid oraita she's Torah. Right? The Gemara later goes on that even Shmuel would agree that mid Rabbanan she's Tmea. But on on a, I'm talking now on a Doraita level. She saw blood, she 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 uh, sees blood on the ground, 
Says, says Shmuel Shistora Shenemar, Biv Sarah Ad Shetargish Biv Sarah. When the Torah used the word inner flesh, explained Shmuel that this means she has to feel the blood leaving her. I, there has to be some type of hargasha, some sensation, right? And without that sensation, Mida or Raita, she's going to be Torah. The Rambam codifies this, he says like this. Ein ha'isha, this is the Rambam Hilchot Yisraibiya, Perik Teta Lach Aleph. Ein ha'isha metama min ha'torah, benida or beziva. Whether it's nida blood or ziva, regarding both of them, there's a critical condition, ad shetar gish, until she has a sensation, v'tir dam and see blood, coming out of coming out. And from that time onward, she becomes Tmea. However, if she didn't have any sensation, and she checks, and we're talking over here, we're talking about an internal examination. And she finds blood in the vaginal canal. Okay, that line of the Rambam is uh, is 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 getting into. We'll discuss it later. Can what happens if a woman didn't have a sensation? Do we assume that she had a sensation and therefore she's um, a midoraita or not? That's going to be a discussion that we're going to we're going to see later on. For 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 our purposes at this stage, what we want to clarify is it is clear from the Rambam and all the Rishonim halacha that we follow that we need to have not only a requirement of blood coming from the uterus, but there needs to be a sensation in order for for her to be a nida. Midoraita or Zava Midoraita. In the event that there wasn't that sensation, then we're going to have to get into discussion. Possibility number one, according to everyone, pretty much in certain cases, if we find the blood and there's good reason to assume it, she's going to be Tmea Midorabanan. Could she still be Tmea Midoraita? And we'll see that there could still be possibilities. And I'll just say it very simply. Because we assume that there was a hargasha. If we assume that there was a hargasha, she just was, for some reason, not aware of it, then all the conditions are still in place, and she would be tmea midoraita. But to summarize, unless there was a hargasha, lichora, she's not tmea midoraita. Okay, let's see the Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch says like this. In Siman Kuf Tzadi, Dvar Torah, According to the Torah, and she's not prohibited to her husband, that she has this feeling, sensation of blood leaving. However, in the event that she didn't have this sensation, the sages instituted, right? Made a takana that she still she yet meyav asural baala afilu loy gisha, but it's a tumah midrabanan. Afilu bad katzma matzah Torah, 
even if she checked herself and she didn't see any blood, Okay, tov. So we see that the Shulchan Aruch also is bringing down that midoraita, you need to have the sensation. If she didn't have a sensation and there is blood, okay, then, then we're going to be, uh, uh, she's going to be Tmea midorabanan. Now, um, before we get into the definition of the Hargasha, at the end of the shir, for, for those of you who have the Sefer, I, I highly, I highly uh, recommend reading the essay by Rav Luntrik at the end of this uh, shir, where he discusses the big machloket rishonim and achronim. We said this, that there's a condition that she needs to have a sensation. And the question is, I'll say it in the language of the yeshivisha world, is this condition of sensation a siman or a siba? Is it a siman that she is a nida? But if we can prove otherwise that she's a nida or a zava, then she would be a nida doraita. Or do we say that no, this is not a siman, it's not indicative, this is causative. I, without the hargasha, she is not Tmeamidoraita. It's critical. It's critical. It's not just a siman. And therefore, if there was not, if there's a lack of hargasha, she could never lichora be uh, a, a woman who is Tmeamidoraita. Even, sorry, she still could. We would just have to assume that there was a, a, a sensation, but she was unaware of it. But you would, it's not just that it's a siman, rather that it is a siba. Okay. Suggest that you read, there's a big machlok at the Sidre Tara wrote uh, a long, long essay discussing all the different opinions about this. Um, and you can see it very well uh, well uh, displayed at the end of the shear, uh, worthwhile reading that essay. Okay, so we know that there is a condition of sensation. The question is, how do you define sensation? So we'll see that there are going to be a few possibilities amongst the amongst the poskin. The first uh, definition that we're going to discuss is the trumatadeshin. Remember the trumatadeshin uh, is a response that's quite unique in halachic uh, literature and that is because the trumatadeshin wrote his own questions. So really he he's the master teacher uh, in that he wanted to teach his Talmudim, and the best way to teach a Talmud is to find the nuanced Shaila that he wants to discuss, and he wrote uh, the response. But he's writing the, the, the question. So you, you can often, from the question in the Trumatadeshin, also be Medayak. So what was the question of the Trumatadeshin? A woman feels that her uterus has opened up. She sees basically a discharge, but it's a, a white or off cream um, color. Basically, it's, it's what, what we'd call today pretty much a, a creamy or gray type of uh, color, which is not a problem in terms of the coloring of, of blood. Should one um, permit such a woman or not? Why? Because there was a hargasha. Now, 
without getting into the discussion, which we'll see later on, what I'm, here the, you have the condition of, of sensation without the condition of seeing the blood. Right? Up until now, we've been working the opposite. You saw blood, but she's not Tame Dorite until she also, she also has a sensation. The Trumatadeshan was asking the opposite. One of you have is a sensation, but she didn't see blood. So without getting to his answer, he is defining what the sensation is. What was that? He says over here, Sheniftach Mekora that she senses or she feels the uterus opening up. And this is one definition of the sensation that we are looking for, right? And the Shulchan Aruch writes over here, Vimir Gisha, Sheniftach Mekora, Lotzidam, Ubatka, Chakach, Vlomatzaklum, Yesh Misho Mershitmea. According to the Shulchan Aruch, First of all, he's giving us the definition. He's assuming that definition of the um, of the traumatization to be correct, i.e., that the sensation that Shmuel was referring to, that the Torah was referring to, was the that a woman can feel her uterus opening up. But what happens in the event that she has the sensation, but she doesn't see blood? According to the traumatization, she is tmeah. Yesh Mishomer, and that's how the, the Shulchan Aruch says it as a Yesh Mishomer. As we'll see, there's going to be discussion later on amongst the Achronim, how we paskin. But he brings down that part, perhaps. Now, I just want to go back to the, the, what I said before. The sensation, is it indicative or is it causative? Is it a siman or is it a siba? If you say that it's only a siman, but there was no blood, so then very difficult to understand the traumatization. However, if you say that no, the sensation is causative, right? So she had the sensation. Then even if she doesn't see blood, it makes sense why the traumatization would paskin that she's still smear. Okay, so that's one sensation number one. Sensation number one, let's, uh, let's continue. Sensation number two says the Gemara in Masechah Nida Daf Gimel. The discussion over here is a woman who is dealing with tarot, uh, with uh, with objects that were meant to be eaten in a state of purity, and then she discovers while she's you know cleaning the chickens that she became impure. So it's a machlok at Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel. Do, do we impurify retroactively? All the chickens that she's been cleaning for the last uh, for the last two days, right? So it's a machloka between Beit Hillel and Beit Shammai. Do we go retroactive? If we go retroactive, how much do we go retroactive? So says the Gemara, This is the reasoning of Shammai. Since a woman would sense the feeling, and since she didn't sense it earlier, so there's no reason to go backwards. I, there's no reason to worry about retroactively uh, saying that she was impure because she didn't feel anything. So if she didn't feel anything, we're good to go. What was the opinion of Hillel? No, no, she did have a sense. Ella, but what? She got confused. She was unaware. She thought it was, uh, she was just urinating. Now the Rambam picks up on this and he says as follows. This is Hilchot Yisrael Biyah, Halacha Hei, 
sorry, Perikei Halacha Yudzain, Haishashi Shtina Main, a woman who uh, um, who urinated, and uh, while she was urinating, blood came out. Whether she's standing or sitting, she is pure. Even though she had a sensation, now look how the Rambam defines the sensation over here. Nizdaza, her body literally shook or shuddered. In Achosheshet, we don't we, we can say that although she had a sensation, we can pin that sensation on something else. What was that? That was the sensation of the Meraglaim. Right? So we see from here that a second definition is basically the shuddering of the goof. Shuddering of the goof. Uh, of the entire body. A third definition of Dargasha, so again, according to the Trumatadeshan, we saw one definition is the opening of the uterus. According to the Rambam, it's the shuddering, the shaking of the body. According to a third opinion, says the Nodabihuda, Umeata. Now, the Nodabihuda is an Achron. And nevertheless, he says like this, According to everybody, we need a sensation in order for a woman to be tmea min ha-Torah. Now, what is the definition of hargasha? Possibility number one is the opening of the uterus. Or, even if she feels a trickle of, of, of liquid going in her body, that is also, and nirelei according to my humble opinion, da'af hargashat zivat avar lach chashiv hargasha, right? Velo be'inan hargashat p'tichat ha'makor We don't need the, the body uh, for her to sense the opening of the uterus, which is a very, very difficult sensation that most women, I don't think, are, have that ability today to, to, to have that uh, fine tuning of their bodies. But to feel that uh, there is uh, blood in the in the vaginal cavity, that says the that says not a beauty is good enough. That says not a beauty is good enough. So we've had three dif- uh, distinct uh, opinions of what the sensation is. How do we paskan halachalamaise? Before we get to halachalamaise, the Khatam Sofer says like this. Only when she feels the opening of her uterus. As the Trumatadeshin wrote it. The Khatam Sofer says, I do not agree with the Nodabi Yehuda. And by the way, the Nodabi Yehuda and the Khatam Sofer in Hilchot Nida are the two. Look, there are a lot of poskim, but they are very, very, um, they come up a lot. The Nodabi Yehuda and the Khatam Sofer are two critical uh, achronim that we often find in Hilchot, uh, in Hilchot Nida. Obviously, there's the Sidre Tara, which is also very, very critical. Okay, so, Halaj um, Shmuel was in the paskin, 
בניין אישה שמרגישה עזיבת דבר לך, in terms of the modern day פוסקים, רב שמואל ווזנה wrote שיעורי שבט הלוי on הלכות נידה, which according to many, many פוסקים is, they took רב ווזנה as the גדול הדור in terms of הלכות נידה. So, so many times the Shevet HaLevi is quoted. So he says like this, Binyan Isha Shemar Gisha Zivat Avar Lach, Ha'ikar Bezek Adat HaChatam Sofer. He holds that the Ikar is like the Chatam Sofer, i.e. the third category of sensation that, that the Nod Behuda suggested, says the Shevet HaLevi, we go with the Chatam Sofer, that we don't really hold like the, the Nod Behuda. Even according to the Machmirim, either not Yehuda and the Chavotat, when we're talking about this feeling, sensation of a liquid, we are not talking about liquid leaving her body. Right? We're talking about liquid inside, a, you know, in the vaginal canal, uh, not a, a, a moisture on her leg. Right? A moisture on her leg, says Rav Bichlal, that's not considered a hargasha. I mean, obviously, we all, you know, a person feels uh, wet on their leg. That is not a hargasha al pi halacha, even according to the Nod Behuda. Okay? And... Um, Uh, this is also Rav Moshe Feinstein basically uh, says pretty much the same thing. So, so I'm just going to continue because, because we're running out of time. Okay. The Pitchei Tshuva summarizes these three opinions. Or that her uterus was opened. And we saw the Machloket Achronim that she feels something uh, um, in our times. Now, the Darkei Tshuva says... He quotes the Ramban that Kvar Hugadli Mipi Nashimskenot Shachshavenan Magishop Tichat Piamakor Klal. That women today don't have this Hargasha. So now the Shaila comes if women don't have this Hargasha, so are they Tmea Midoraita? So, first of all, that the Tzitzil Yezir says that the Dark Yetshuva was misquoting the, the, uh, the, um, the Ramban. The Ramban never actually said that. Um, and he says, even today, there are women that have the ability to sense their, their uteruses opening up, and therefore that, that hargasha still exists even today. Um, now, the, the Tzitz Eliezer basically says that uh, regarding this Ziazua, we have today something else, and that is He says, "Shetargish ba'atzma mefaheket mitateshet v'ocheshet mipikresa v'shipule me'ah." Many women today complain of uh, menstrual pains or uh, stomach stomach pains uh, before or as 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 they start their menstrual cycle, and and says the uh, says the tzitzilyezer that is tmei minatora that hargasha of of the, the the menstrual pains or whatever it is. That is um, uh, that is considered. Uh, there still is hargasha today, and women are still therefore tmea uh, midoraita. Now, Rav, I'm just going to skip to Rav Eliashiv. Um, 
Uh, top, let's do the Igrot Moshe. We'll just uh, do the Igrot Moshe. The Igrot Moshe says, Lo yadu lenasha shelano im hir gashtak shezav adam migufar im urak miprozdo o mina makor. Now, the, the Rav Moshe Feinstein has an interesting thing. He says, look, I agree that just feeling a, a, a uh, fluid in the vaginal canal is not considered hargasha. But many women feel that, but they're not sure whether they're feeling that or they're feeling actually the, the uterus opening up. So according to him, that's, that's, uh, that's hargasha, minatora, right? Um, uh, so and therefore uh, um, and therefore basically that's considered hargasha and uh, this is lichora lichora there's still a din of hargasha today and the Aruch Hashulchan basically says that uh, women who if if women feel that don't have this hargasha it doesn't mean that they don't have the hargasha they have the hargasha they're just not sensitive to uh, to the hargasha um, perhaps. You know, because we're not so in tune with our bodies as uh, as people were 200 or 300 years ago, um, or 500 years ago, whenever it was, and because of that. Uh, but but vadai, there still is a sense of hargasha. Now, Rav Mordechai Willigan, also this is a shit of the of the uh, of Rav Eliashiv, says like this. I'm just going to read it. He brings a different opinion. He says like this: the Rashba writes. There is a normal way of women to feel sensation when nidda blood appears. One can suggest that if nowadays it is normal to have a period without the sensation of earlier generations, the woman is a nidda batora lawson, she sees blood normally. What is the what is the point that the Rav Willig, and this is this is also the shita of Ravilyashiv? Ravilyashiv is saying, and Rav Willig, that these sensations were the normal way of how women experienced their bleeding. Meaning that let's assume women don't have these sensations today. And again, we saw other poskim that says they do have them, they might not just be aware of them. But let's take the opinion of Rav Willig. Women don't have these sensations. Does that mean she's not Tmeamidoraita? Says Rav Willig, no. She's Tmeamidoraita because this has become the new norm. And because this is the new norm, so therefore, therefore she's Tmeamidoraita. Now, I must admit that this seems to be going, would only work according to the famous Chakira that we saw, or we didn't see, but I, suggest, I recommend that you read it at the end of the shir. If you say that Hargasha is a Siman and not a Siba. If you say Agash is a siman, okay. So if but if the siman today, women don't usually have that siman. So beside that, she's still going to be Tmeamidoraita. If you say that it's a siba, it is more difficult. It is more difficult to understand the shit of Rab Mordechai Willik, right? But okay. Um top. Now let's let's just deal. We we started dealing with it. I didn't want to deal with it earlier in the year. So we saw that there are two conditions. One has to see blood and she has to have a sensation. And we saw that the sensation is critical. We saw that there are three definitions of what that sensation could be. What happens if you see blood without the sensation? So we saw that if a woman sees blood without a sensation, uh, in certain cases, she's only going to be Okay, why I say certain cases? Because there are going to be certain cases that we assume 
that she did have a sensation and therefore she had beat Midoraita. That we'll discuss in, in next week's share when we deal with the sugya of Ketamim. Okay, so we're not going to deal with that today. But I want to deal with the flip side. What happens if she had a sensation, but she didn't see any blood? So here says the Trumatadeshin, Venire, the Shashir Gisho, Badka, Harka, Volomatsaklum, Yesh, Litzmam, Ah. A woman who had a sensation, but there was no blood. She didn't find anything. We have to assume that there was blood. The Vada Yatsa Tipatam Kachardo, Venit Karkanach Onimok. And between leaving the uterus and and coming out of the vaginal cavity, it got absorbed and, and, and disappeared. Says the says the there was blood. So you have the, the, the hargasha, the sensation, which is so critical according to the Trumatadeshan. Now, again, the, it makes sense that the Trumatadeshan is understanding that the sensation is not indicative, it is causative. It's not a siman, it's a siba. And if we understand the Trumatadeshan that way, we can understand why he's machmir in this case. How do we pass in Allah Says the Shulchan Aruch. He, he brings the, the story of the Trumatadeshan. Yesh mi she'omer she'itmea. It's, it's not such a clear um, wording. Yesh mi she'omer. What does that mean? Someone says that she's tmea. So how did the Shulchan Aruch rule? Right? So this is a discussion amongst the Achroinim, uh, what the din is and how exactly the Shulchan Aruch ruled. And the truth is, that we're going to have to distinguish between the different hargashot. We saw that there was the hargasha of the uterus opening up. We saw that there was the hargasha of the body shaking. And then we saw that there was a debate among, uh, regarding the third hargasha, right? the hargasha of feeling of a liquid or of a fluid in one's body. The sheet of the Nod Behuda that the Khatam Sofer says one cannot be machmir for. So says a Ptit Chuva in Kuft Sadik. Right? Regarding, uh, you know, if her body shook, in such a case, if she checked herself and she didn't find anything, she would be clean. So here, says the number one, okay, only if a woman, the true was talking about the uterus opening up. Perhaps in that case, we have to be machmir. But regarding the other two hargashot that we defined, one is the shaking of the body, there we can assume it was something else. What about the third one? Says the Shulchan Aruch, now the Shulchan Aruch in Kuf Pechet says, if she sees a, a discharge that was white or, or green, even like wax or zahab or gold, and definitely some type of green, uh, that would be okay. That's also included in green. Even if the viscosity is very thick, uh, as long as she found some discharge, she's good to go. Right? Uh, and so, so as long as she found something, she's good to go. If she found nothing, 
yes, makom lachmir. But then you have to go into which hargasha did she feel? Now, most women don't feel their, their uterus opening up. Therefore, this is a, uh, it's, it's not really uh, that much of a practical chumrah. Because for a woman to feel her uterus, for, for a woman to sense that, uh, you know, she's, she might be bleeding, we saw that that's a machloik, whether that's our gasha. So if she checks herself and she didn't see blood, we're good to go. Um, and even if we take the most machmir uh, shita, i.e. The, the, the most definite of the hargashot, which is the opening of the uterus, A, most women can't feel that. B, even if she felt that, but she she was found some discharge, then we can be, we can be makal. Okay, I'm going to, we're going to come back to next week and we'll discuss it, Hargasha and Bedika cloths. Okay, Bezrat Hashem. Tov, Yashakoch to everybody and Bezrat Hashem will continue next week. Kol Tov.